Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello, my name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show. So you'll hear that on this podcast, but obviously it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past, it's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. James, I'm having a bit of a confidence crisis. Okay, what do you mean? I just, I'm worried that all the people listen to this show, they don't think I'm very cool. Okay, um, lots of thoughts running through my head, but... Mm -hmm. I'm, I'll just start with, I guess, of my many questions. Why has this just come to your mind? I don't know. Just, you know, sometimes sometimes insecurity, it just gets to you. Okay. It's just got to me. Well, let's stop complaining. What are you going to do to make yourself more cool? I was thinking, I had a few ideas. Okay. What if I like went to more parties and talked about it on the radio all the time and did loads of really cool stuff and hung out with cool people? Would that help? Yeah, but you have to be cool to be with cool people. So I need to make myself cool first. And then you will naturally attract cool people. Yeah, that's how it works. So what if I started wearing a turtleneck sweater? No. At all times? No, no that's that's not cool. Uh, Played loads of like weird, obscure indie music? Uh, <coughs> no, sorry. Nope, that mm. is not going to make you cool either. Wore sunglasses indoors. 
No, that's that is not going to do the job that you think is. People will definitely think of you differently, but it won't be cool. Oh, uh, in that case, I'm all out of ideas. Oh well, we should just get on with the show then, shouldn't we? Yeah, might as well. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock now. Live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Summer Walker with Bryson Tiller. That was playing games. And we had Lizzo good as hell before that. The Ariana Grande version. Because why not? It's Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon. Are you good? It is Saturday and I'm on live for two whole hours. Although we're 10 minutes in so. For one hour, 50 minutes. And I hope all is good in your lives. I feel like we're at the point in the year now where everything's just kind of dragging on a bit. It's November. We're a week into November and that's like... I like to think of it as kind of the irrelevant month. You know, it's like, what is there in November? It's just it's bleak, it's empty. And I feel like at this point, everyone's just a bit done. It's like, not quite Christmas yet, but it's not like early autumn. It's just it's just boring. November's boring. That's that's the beef with November. It's just a boring month. So, so that's good, but it's fine. I'm here to make this particular two hours of November slightly less boring, I hope, Possibly, maybe. Um, on the way, on the show today, um, I had a really scary night last night. Like, proper shut all the doors and windows and curtains and lock yourself in your room scary, I'd say anyway. Maybe I'm overreacting. I'll tell you why in the next 10. Also, discussing the topic of Christmas light switch-ons because they're a thing now. You know, 9th of November, Christmas is on. Except, like I just said, it's not but people that turn on Christmas lights seem to think it is. And so they're happening now. I think it's premature personally, but we will discuss this more in the next hour. Also, people who had a sleepover at a shopping center, getting out of things on a technicality. And here's a weird one for you. My phone is oddly obsessed with a quite old singer called Barry Manilow. I'll tell you more after four o'clock. Also, we have a six second guide. We've got someone's knocking at your door. A new mystery guest will be knocking at the door. They can only come in if you can guess who they are. That is all on the show as well. So please stick around. Listen, tell your friends. Don't move. If you go out, just get it on your phone. Put some headphones in. All good. No need to go anywhere. Um, before all that stuff, uh, time to get some life wisdom in This Week I Learned. This Week I Learned. What a week it's been. I mean, really. In terms of educational value, I've learned so much, so much that I didn't know this time a week ago. And that's what I like to do in this part of the show. I just share that knowledge that I've acquired in yet another seven days of the life of me, Alec Feldman. So you don't have to learn it. So, lesson number one this week. This week I learned, sometimes people actually appreciate zero effort costumes. Who knew? I was talking about this last week, actually. I was getting some costume advice from you because I had a sort of fancy dress type gathering to go to last Saturday night and I wasn't really enthused about the whole fancy dress aspect I hadn't put much effort in hadn't given it much thought also didn't have anything that I could really have worn as a costume and so I was asking for some thoughts you gave some some interesting ones including ones that basically just involved me going as I am and being like oh I'm or I'm I'm in an invisibility cloak or something like that which were, were okay, but what I came up with in the end, I got a cardboard box that I had lower around, cut out a panel, 
put it on some string. So I had like a cardboard, a sheet cardboard, big one, kind of just over the front of my body, hanging around my neck. And on it, I wrote the seven deadly sins. Oh, the theme of the party, by the way, was saints and sinners. Hence why seven deadly sins. And I was, I was thinking, you know what? Like, people are just going to be like, eh, you've put no effort in. That's a rubbish costume. Quite the opposite. People, number one, were quite impressed. But number two, they got it. Because all I'd written, I've got it in front of me now, actually. I can, I can grab it and read it out to you. So we've got a big piece of cardboard. Here it is. Here, that cardboard. With a bit of fake blood sprayed on, just for good measure. It's, it says, one, pride. Two, envy. Three, gluttony. Four, lust. Five, anger. Six, greed. And seven, sloth. So yeah, th- those are your seven deadly sins. Um, and I was like, is anyone gonna gonna get this? I mean, it's not like clever or anything, but also maybe they wouldn't quite, I don't know, put it together. But they did, they were like, oh, it's like the film. And I was like, yeah, it's just like the film. I kind of forgot the film existed. I have seen it. Um, it was quite stressful, but yeah. And so I didn't even think of that at the time, but they just associated my, my slightly low effort costume with the film about the seven deadly sins. I think who's in it? Is it Brad Pitt or someone? I can't quite remember. One of the generic attractive Hollywood men. Um, yeah. And so the costume went down well. So people sometimes actually do appreciate a zero effort costume. That is lesson number one. Lesson number two, time as a concept ceases to exist when you're giving a presentation. I had some group work at uni this week. Who doesn't love a bit of group work? Yeah, it's, it's great. We had one person drop out the day before. Love that. Um, and then we gave a presentation on Wednesday. It was supposed to be 24 to 31 minutes long, which broke down to, I think, was it eight to, it was about eight to 10 minutes per person. And when I tell you I have no idea how long I spoke for, I mean, I have literally no idea. It could have been six minutes. It could have been 16 minutes. It could have been 60 minutes. It just, time goes away. It's so weird. Like, I have no idea basically really what I was going on about. I had some notes, but then you got marked down for looking at notes. So I just kind of had to wing it a bit based on the minimal notes I had on my slides and try and elaborate based on stuff I could remember. But tell you what, it went well, despite time ceasing to exist and me totally forgetting basically what I was doing and when. Um, got 73 out of 100. Oh yeah. Um, if you don't go to uni, if you're too young, we just never went by the way. In the real world, if you get 73 in something, you're like, yeah, that's, that's quite good, not bad. 73 at uni is good. Your standards generally just go a lot lower. Like, nobody ever gets 90 anything. So, 73 out of 100, quality mark. Um, even though I literally had no idea how long I spoke for. Totally lost track of time. It was kind of weird. And lesson number three. This week I learned teenagers with fireworks are dumb. Um, I was working at a sort of firework bonfire night thing in Leeds this week. And on the way back, I just saw loads of armed police vans and riot police everywhere and kids in hoodies and balaclavas setting them off. And I'm just like... Ugh. What idiots. So kids, play safe with your fireworks. Don't put on a balaclava and go around firing them into people's houses. Not a good look. And the right police get called. It made the national news and everything. So that is what we've learned this week. People actually appreciate zero effort costumes sometimes. When you're giving a presentation, you totally lose track of time. And uh, kids with fireworks are stupid. That's what we've learned. Let's play some Selena Gomez now. This is Lose You To Love Me on Wizard Radio. (laughs) 
totally going for the Christmas advert market there. Selena Gomez, Lose You to Love Me. Has like a little sad, twinkly piano at the end and everything. It's Alec Feldman here. How are you? Dua Lipa plays next. Ariana Grande coming up soon as well. And I had a very scary night last night. Very scary indeed. Uh, I was the only person in my whole house for a whole night. They've all gone. They've all left me. Um, I haven't really talked much about my house this year. Um, the whole living situation changed a bit. I'm not with all of the same people I was with before. Uh, so the Geordie's gone. The only other boy has gone. We are left with Boltonian girl, the girl from Bolton. She's she's the OG. She's been there since the beginning. And then some new people, a Scouser, a Posh Northerner, and a random or Facebook. Who's He's the one that we had the toothbrush incident with. The toothbrush thief, if you will. But that's all, that's all in the past now. It's all bygones. They've all gone. They've all got weekend plans. And this is the first weekend for a very long time where I don't really have any plans. And I've just been left here alone. And it's a lot scarier than you'd expect to be left in a house by yourself. It was never really something that happened at home. My parents would never be like, right, we're off for the weekend. Cheerio, look after yourself. Because, you know, they quite like me clearly and don't want to abandon me like that. And so I'm not, it's quite rare that I will ever spend a night in a house alone. And it's quite a big house because obviously there's five of us that lives here. So it's got, it's got three floors and lots of different rooms and doors and stuff. And it's obviously very dark and student houses in general, statistically, way more likely to be broken into. And I was just bricking it a little bit. I was really scared. You know how it is when every little noise you hear, you're just like, <laughs> and you get that that fear. Just if anything moves, the house creaks, anything like that just terrifies you. And and then I feel like I did actually have some reason to be scared because I was sat in my kitchen downstairs and I hear a kind of like a banging on metal noise, just, just a one-off, like a big like thump. And I'm just like, what's that? And then I hear a bit more of like a scuffle. And then I just hear a voice going, Oi! And and then that seemed to be the end of that. So I think I was, I mean, it might have been my house, might have been the house next door. I was very, very close, I think, to a burglar. The only thing that saved me from, I don't know, being brutally murdered by this burglar was the Oi man. The man that said oi. That man, I don't know who he is. I can probably guess roughly where he lives, but I don't know for sure. The oi man saved me. I owe the oi man my life. He is a true hero. And as if that didn't sort of startle me enough, this morning I woke up and I heard someone walking down some stairs in my house and I heard a door slamming and I heard another door shutting. And I was like on a minute i thought i was the only person in this house what's going on and i was literally convinced that the end was near and i put a message in our house group chat i was like hang on i thought i was the only person here and the guy the toothbrush thief the guy from facebook the random the newbie the other the new only other boy he was just like no it was me don't worry and i'm just like <sighs> so stressful so stressful um was a very scary night would not recommend spending a night in a house by yourself it's just scary it's not worth it 
I miss, I miss my friends. It's Wizard Radio. Dua Lipa bringing the disco bangers. That's Don't Stop Now. It's Wizard Radio with Alec. So, I mentioned it's Christmas light turning on season, which is objectively not the same as Christmas season. Christmas starts the 1st of December or thereabouts. Christmas light switch ons, for some reason, I don't understand why, happen in early November. This is a universal thing, I think, and I don't really know why. Maybe it's just a way of the ruling class distracting everyone from their material conditions by putting some some flashing lights on. I don't know. That's but that'll be the kind of the class-based Marxist type analysis of it. I don't know if it's that. But what regardless, Christmas lights get switched on unnecessarily early. And it was the Leeds one this week, and obviously here I am in Leeds. I spent a significant proportion of the year in Leeds because that's where I'm at uni. And I went along down because I thought, you know what? I've been here a while now. I want to be part of some local culture. Oh, and local culture. It really was. Truly local culture. Um, there were there were lead celebrities there, such as... Um, no, I, I don't know. There, there weren't many locals there. I can only think of one, maybe one and a half Leeds-based famous people. And one of them is dead. So... And also, just an awful human being. So, I don't know who they'd get to turn on the Christmas lights, but they did manage to get someone to turn on these lights. Uh, and that that person, sorry, people. It was multiple people. The people doing the Leeds Christmas light switch on 2019. It was only Raksu. Yeah, Raksu from i think they were on the x factor i can't remember whether or not they won they were on the x factor but once the x factor stopped being good and was just a show that's on to fill time raksu in a city a sort of a medium-sized city the size of leeds the best they could get was raksu and not even the entirety of raksu showed up which i quite enjoy it was four-fifths of raksu 80 percent of Raksu were there to turn the Christmas lights on and one of them wasn't and they said oh sorry so and so I don't know any of their names so and so couldn't make it tonight he's really sorry he couldn't be here and I'm just like yeah I bet it is I bet he is I bet he doesn't even know this is happening right now he is sat at home tucked up in bed or watching the telly or something he doesn't know that they're switching the Leeds Christmas lights on he's totally blissfully unaware so yeah 80% of Raksu turned up to do the Christmas light switch on. Of course, they didn't just push the big red button. They also did their hit. Uh, just the one. I want you to freak. There was another one as well, I think, that was... I don't think it ever charted, if I remember rightly, but it was vaguely well-known, called Dimolo. They did that. They did a new song that I haven't heard since. So it clearly can't be making that much of an impact. Maybe I'm being really harsh on Rack. Am I being mean to Raksu here? I might be. But I just think this is very typical sort of local town Christmas light switch on. That's exactly what you'd expect, isn't it? So a, a group the kind of tier of famous that Raksu are on and maybe a notable absence, i.e. 80% of Raksu showing up to turn the Christmas lights on. And I wonder if this is a universal thing. I think it is. Every town will have some slightly unimpressive 
celebrity so-called turning on their Christmas lights. And I want to know who yours are. So wherever you're from, let me know. Let me know who turned on the lights and I guess how it went. Were there any awkward moments? Did only half of the band show up? Did they get the name of the place wrong? That kind of stuff. Any incidents that will just add to the whole slightly rubbish feel of a local Christmas light switch on? I would love to hear it. So send me a message, please. 07807-183-538. Also get in touch on email, station at wizardradio.co.uk or slide into the DMs, Wizard Radio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Wizard Radio, all places that you can get in touch. It'll go to me and I will see your stories and we can have a laugh together about slightly naff local celebrities coming to turn on Christmas lights. We'll do that in a bit. Um, first, though, I'm going to play some Maisie Peters and also right now this from Ariana Grande, Namani, and Nicki Minaj. It's called Bad To You and it's playing right here on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. Thanks for choosing to hang out with me this afternoon. That was Maisie Peters. This is on you. Ariana Grande, Namani, Nicki Minaj, all together with Bad To You before that. And it's Wizard Radio. I'm Alec. And we're discussing slightly rubbish celebrity appearances at Christmas light switch-ons. Because they're, they're all on at the minute. And I was at one this week with four-fifths of Raksu. The other one just couldn't be bothered to show up. They pushed the big red button in Leeds. Nice one, guys. Oh, I, I forgot to mention this bit. This bit is is actually quite incredible. I went home after the light switch on, scrolling through Instagram, as you do, and I saw that one of my friends had a photo of them, a couple of their friends, and, like I said, four-fifths of Raksu in a shopping centre. And she was like, oh, my God, can't believe I met Raksu. And I was like, please tell me this was just a chance encounter and you didn't wait to meet Raksu. And she said, imagine if I told you I'm now playing mini golf with them. What? Mini golf with four-fifths of Raksu. What a Thursday night. I mean, that's just incredible that Raksu just hung out with some some random like 20 year olds and played mini golf but it just, it just fits the whole thing the four fifths of them being there the light switch on the mini golf it just it is what it is and what that is is a very typical local town christmas light switch on got a message here from dylan who knows right how to push my buttons and how to get his message read out i have a story for you alec he says I went to see the Oxford Street Christmas lights being turned on a few years ago. I think it was 2016, just because I'd never been before, and I wanted to see what all the fuss was about, and why people come out to see, literally, a light being switched on. Guess who turned on the lights? The one and only Craig David. Yes, Dylan. Love it. I didn't really know who he was in 2016. Obviously, now I know it was a big deal, but it was all a bit random and underwhelming at the time. I can imagine. That does seem... Like, yeah, that is quite a Craig David thing to do. You'll remember, I saw Craig David live a couple of months back, and that was a performance he was doing for free at some kind of charity evening. So, yeah, that does fit, I think, with Craig David's general vibe. He is definitely the kind of person to do a Christmas light switch on. Although, I wouldn't include the Oxford Street Christmas lights in the same league as the Leeds ones, because I think Oxford Street is kind of a big deal. Like, it's, you know, the capital city of the UK. It's a huge shopping area. It's all glitzy and fancy. But, yeah, Craig David just totally works. Um, Also, I noticed that Dylan said, I didn't really know who he was in 2016. And you know why? 
because I wasn't on the radio in 2016, so I wasn't there to introduce you to Craig David. And now, obviously, that you've listened to this show, you know who Craig is, and it's all thanks to me. That's what I'm going to assume. Um, it might not be true, but that's what I'm going to take from your message. That's a good one. Shona's been on as well. I live in Leeds, Alec. Oh, snap. Let's go to the pub together. Uh, I didn't go to the Christmas light switch on this year. You missed a treat, Shona. You really did. But me and my family used to go every year when I was younger. I remember in 2015, this guy switched on the lights and literally nobody knew who he was. I looked up the pictures on my phone and found out this guy is really famous. Very well known. Any ideas on who it might have been? 2015, Leeds Christmas light switch on. 2019, they had Raksu. 2015, it was only Lee Brennan from the boy band 911. Yes, the boy band 911. You know, that boy band. Shona says, I literally have no idea who they are, but apparently they were semi big in the 90s around the time of S Club. Very random. That is very random. I, I'd heard the name 911. I don't know why. I'd always just assumed that they were some kind of like rock band from the 60s or 70s you know the same league as like rolling stones um stone roses all them i just kind of assumed 911 was a part of that same tier of rock star famous but apparently not they are just a slightly naff boy band from the 90s again i yeah i didn't really know who they were either i wouldn't have recognized lee brennan from 911 again how many were there at 911 and only one of them could show up to do the Christmas light switch on. Uh, 911, English group. Lee Brennan, Jimmy Constable, and Simon Spike Dubarn. So that's one out of three that you have there. A whole third of the band. Impressive, impressive. Raksu, I suppose, was a step up from that, to be fair. 80% of the band, and at least they're slightly more current <laughs> in the loosest possible sense of the word. Freddie sent me a message as well. Last year, I went to the Manchester Christmas light switch on because that's where I live. There are a couple of radio presenters with a very famous pop star. They hyped him up and hyped him up some more. And then he came on stage and I totally didn't recognize him. I couldn't even hear his name properly because they always use rubbish microphones for these sort of events. Anyway, it was Jonas Blue who was so dry, no offense, and was so almost fakely excited about turning on the lights. I don't think I would ever go again. Yeah, I I didn't think Jonas Blue had a particular connection to Manchester. He's from he's from Essex, I think. Although people always assume he's from like Finland, but no, he is from Essex. Again, I it's it's like obviously that's bang on. I don't know how to put it into words, but there is a type of famous person who would do a Christmas light switch something. Jonas Blue is definitely that type. But also Jonas Blue has the hits. He has some quite well-known popular songs and he's current jonas blue's still a thing now so that's not the worst but then again that is manchester which is the uk's second city don't at me birmingham it's manchester so i suppose yeah that's that's an okay one abby says last year i went to my christmas light turn on ceremony thing here in leicester and we had a random guy dressed as santa claus oh yeah, there's santa here as well santa in leeds and a guy from cbb's as well as Sam Bailey. Sam Bailey? Oh, Abby says, uh, who won the X Factor in 2013. So that was that was 2018. 
18, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13. Five years ago, that was the X Factor winner from five years ago, turning on the Leicester Christmas lights. Oh, yeah, that, that's actually what Abby says. Turning on the Christmas lights five years after she won the X Factor. But she's from Leicester, apparently, so she's our local celebrity. Gary Lineker is also from Leicester, so why couldn't he turn them on? A very good point. I suppose Gary Lineker is, is much too busy. Although, he's been dropped. We established this last week. He's been dropped from the Chris adverts. So, maybe Gary Lineker is the type that should do a Christmas light switch on now. Now he's not getting his life supply of crisps anymore. Well, at least, at least that was a local one. A local girl done well. Sam Bailey pushing the big red button. Sammy as well says, uh, our Christmas light turn on in Dartford next Saturday. And they're being turned on by... Denise Van Alten. I've only just found out who she is, so that'll be fun. Yes, um, I actually do know who she is. I think she was on a TV show called The Big Breakfast, which was in the 90s, and it was it was quite famous in the 90s. So what a what a turn up. Dartford as well. I hope she she gets over the Dartford crossing all right. All right, coming next, some people had a sleepover at a shopping centre this week. I'll tell you more after Medusa and Becky Hill. This is Lose Control. Wizard Radio, that was Medusa, Becky Hill and Good Boys. That was Lose Control and it's Alec here. So the weather in the north has been a bit rubbish this week. Very, very rainy. Like really rainy. But heavy rain, torrential rain, I think the weather people call it. Which basically means dangerous rain. Scary rain. And there's been a bit of flooding going on. Especially in kind of south yorkshire kind of way so slightly south of where i am in leeds places like sheffield and and doncaster they're kind of a bit underwater at the minute and one of the places that got affected was a shopping center it's a huge shopping center people come from all over yorkshire to go to this one shopping center it's called meadow hall it's quite a big deal and they do this huge christmas gig like every year they, they do their Christmas light switch on and they have some some famous people. I think Craig David did that one, actually. If I recall, last year, you had Craig David performing to a load of people in the car park of Meadow Hall, which is this big shopping centre just outside Sheffield. And the people they, the people came to see Craig David in a shopping centre car park, let me tell you. And they had another one of those this year. Who I wonder who was supposed to be there, actually. I feel like it's always the same people. I think Jonas Blue was supposed to be at Meadowhall Christmas Live this year, if I remember rightly. I'm just trying to find this one out. Um, uh, was it Was it Jonas Blue? Basically, whoever it was kind of cancelled. Um, I can't find out very easily, but I'm pretty sure, yeah, Jonas Blue might be one of them. Anyway, so this, this whole thing got cancelled because there was loads of flooding. It would have been dangerous for people to get there. Oh, yeah, just found it. Jonas Blue is the headliner. It's always the same people at Christmas light switch ons. Incredible. Tom Zanetti, Ella Henderson, Fleur East as well. Again, that all just makes total sense. But they all got cancelled. The whole thing got cancelled because it was dangerous. But also, it was so dangerous, people couldn't really go home. And so the police were like, guys, you've just got to... You're just going to spend the night here. And so all these people, I reckon probably in the hundreds, ended up having a spontaneous sleepover in a shopping centre. Of all the places you could be stuck, I think a shopping centre is actually quite a good one. Because you're not going to run out of stuff, are you? You've got everything you could ever possibly need. You could go to John Lewis and find a bed for the night. You could get some pyjamas from Primark. That's what people actually did 
they're going off to Primark to get pyjamas. You've got a reasonable amount of food, probably, even if it's going to end up being, I don't know, sweet corn in a cup or cookie dough or whatever it is you normally get from shopping centres. But still, you won't go hungry, you won't go cold, and you, you might even get a bed to sleep on as well. It's it's incredible. And think about all the things you could get up to with just a shopping centre to run around in all night. You could play hide and seek. You could do the world's biggest game of it. So many possibilities. Even though you probably sat there thinking, oh no, this is awful. I want to go home to my family and my friends. You would have a fun night, spending a night in the shopping centre. I think it would be all right, laugh. They should do that. There's like an actual thing you can do when it's not just so rainy that you're stranded. And people should be able to, I don't know, Pay an entry fee, a couple of quid, I don't know. And then they can go crazy in the middle of the night, have a sleepover at Meadowhall. Incredible. So it sounds like they all had a relatively nice time, all things considered. Okay, we're going to do someone's knocking at your door next first. BTS fans are going to go mad at this. We've got BTS to play. Make it right featuring Lauv. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. And welcome back once again to another exciting edition of Someone's Knocking at Your Door. This is the game show where the only way in is to win or something like that. The only way to get into my my personal home is if everybody else, all of you lot who are already kind of inside my home, can guess who it is that is knocking at the door today. So, oh wow, they're, they're here already. Listen to that. Someone is knocking at the door already. So um, I'm just going to take a look through the peephole and then we can get some questions to try and work out who it is knocking at the door. Hmm. Ah, okay then. Right, yes, I've, I've had a look. I recognise them. I can see who it is that is knocking at the door this week. And so to help you make your guesses, James is going to ask five sort of vaguely yes-no questions. Are you not? Is that correct? Hi. I am. I will be. Wonderful. So, do you want to get asking, and then we can tell everyone how they can guess who's knocking at the door? Fantastic. Okay, my first question, as usual. Are they a man? Yes, they are a man. Are they, like, a specific person? That's always your second question. Yes, they are. Just trying to establish the basics here. Are they... A person... Would our audience know who they are? Are they famous enough for our audience to know them? Yes, they would. Okay. Um, all right. So, very famous man, specific person. Um, are they uh, like a music artist? They are. Oh! So, it's a male music artist. My final question. Are they British? They are. Okay, so it's Lewis Capaldi. No, I'm joking. It's a male music artist, very famous from Britain. Yes. Can I ask, not a real question, but just a follow-up one. Are they British in 2023 when Scotland leaves the UK? (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Don't answer that. That's a question I cannot answer because you've used up your five. Sorry. Well, there we go then. A male British music artist. Who is knocking at the door this week? 07807 183 538. Can I guess? Can I I make a very public guess? If you want. And then if I get it right, though, the game's over for this week. 
I think is I it, can see where this is going. Is it Lee Brennan from Boy Band 911? That's not what I was expecting you to guess. And I cannot say. Okay, well, it's clearly not Ainsley Harriet because he's not a music artist. Thank you. Oh, well, yeah, you're, you're right on that one. It's not Ainsley Harriet, but if you think you know who it is, then get a guess in 07807-183538 or send an email station at wizardradio.co.uk. Get us on Twitter as well, at wizradio on there. Who's knocking at the door this week? They can only come in if you lot can guess who they are. They're a man, a specific man. They're famous enough that you will have know, you'll know who they are. They're a music artist and they're British. Any ideas? Let me know now. We'll find out who's knocking at the door in about 50 minutes' time. Still to come. Reton is playing, and Dan and Shay as well. After the latest news, it's four o'clock. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. It's Reton, Oliver Heldens, and Vula with Termion and Dan and Shay, Justin Bieber. 10,000 hours to Saturday afternoon country. You're welcome. It's Alec here, and I'm going to play some Young Blood soon. Uh, Lennon Stella coming up as well. First, I've got a new phone recently, and I'm still getting used to it. And it does, it's diff, it's slightly different to the old one. And it does some weird things that my old phone didn't do. It doesn't do some things my old phone does, which is a bit of a shame. But it's very big on the Google Assistant. If you don't know what that is, it's Android's version of Siri, basically. Yes, I'm an Android guy. Sorry. It's the Android Siri, uh, the personal virtual assistant thing. You talk to it, it talks back. You go, um, okay, Google. And then it does things. Um, yeah, I just triggered it then. And this this new phone, it really wants to push me onto the Google Assistant. It is very keen on this assistant thing. And so when you're on the lock screen, it just gives you little suggestions of things that you could ask it to do. And those change depending on the time of day, depending on what apps you've got open, that kind of stuff. Basically, it's just spying on you a bit. I'm not a massive fan. Um, I haven't worked out how to turn it off yet, but it's not great. One of the things that it always prompts me to do every day when it gets to about 9, 10 p.m., it'll say, play night songs. And it just comes up as a little option on the lock screen. Play night songs. And I was thinking, what does that really mean? Does it mean play music that is themed around nighttime? Maybe a little bedtime mix? something that you can enjoy whilst you're going to sleep maybe i don't really know it confused me a little bit and so one day i decided i was going to press this button that says play night songs and see what happened and so that's what i did and it opened up spotify and it took me to an album that was called night songs and the album was by a guy called barry manilow now, I I was aware of Barry Manilow. I've heard of him, but only to the extent that I know Barry Manilow is some singer that Yunnan likes. He's old. He's a bit wrinkly. Um, but according to Spotify, he is one of the most successful adult contemporary singers ever. But that success hasn't necessarily translated to respect. Oh, well, there we go. I haven't read this yet, actually. It says, Manilow's music has been much maligned by critics and listeners alike. Well, there you go. Maybe critics and listeners don't like it, but my phone, Barry, really loves it. Loves loves your music. So that's Barry Manilow. He's he's a bit old. He was born in... What year was he born in? 
does it say 1943 so he's he's quite old and so i want to to share with you today some of the music of barry manilow just to highlight in my opinion just how odd it is that my phone is really enthusiastic for me to listen to his album which is called night songs so first track on this album it's called i fall in love too easily so we can have a listen to a little snippet of that and we can make our minds up just as a sample of what barry manilow sounds like this is it so there you go he falls in love too easily the song's called i fall in love too easily the first lyric is let's hear it again i fall in love too easily brilliant great songwriting barry well done next up um i've skipped forward a few tracks we're on to track five now which is called you're getting to be a habit with me so let's hear that one this one's a bit jazzier more upbeat Every kiss, every hug seems to act just like a drug. You're getting to be a habit with me. Let me stay in Just reminding you again that his, his Spotify bio says that um, artists and critics malign him, particularly the romantic ballads that defined his career. Uh, I, I can see what, see what they mean. Yeah, that's fair enough, I think. Let's skip forward a few more tracks now on his album we'll go to one this is track this is near the end track 13 it's a 16 track album it's quite a long album called i've never been in love before he loves a jazz piano doesn't he very jazzy i've never been in love before I think that's his thing. I think that's just what he does. Whatever the first line of the song is, that's the name of the song. Either that or he names the song, and then whatever he decided the song is going to be called, that has to be the first line of the song. I wonder if this theory holds up. I've got I've got one more greatest hit of Barry Manilow to play you from the Night Songs album that my phone keeps prompting me to play. Um, this is track 15. It's called Here's That Rainy Day. Now, what do you bet the first line is? Here's that rainy day. This one's a bit sad. But here's that Barry's sad now. Poor Bab. So yeah, there you go. He's a bit sad. Um, it doesn't start with the line, here's that rainy day for a change. Now, quite why my phone is prompting me to listen to this album. I have no idea. It's very confusing. It's very strange. But I kind of like it. Do you think it's some kind of joke? You know how sometimes computer programmers, they put in little Easter eggs. Maybe one of the Easter eggs on my phone is that it, it tries to get you to listen to Barry Manilow, an artist that, according to his own Spotify bio, bear in mind, someone from his record label will probably have written this. They have written that his music has been much maligned by critics and listeners alike. So even his own record company, think that Barry Manilow's a bit rubbish but my phone doesn't and that's what counts so I thought I'd share some Barry Manilow with you today you are so welcome this is not Barry Manilow but it is Youngblood it's Wizard Radio and that was Youngblood with Dan Reynolds original me is the name of the song it's Alec Feldman here and Len Stella plays next so cassettes are back 
How exciting. Isn't this good news, everyone? Apparently, I was reading this today. You know how we had the vinyl revival where people started buying, like, vinyl records again? And that came back, and everyone thought, oh, records are dying, and then vinyl came back. I've been waiting for a very long time for the same to happen for cassettes, because I grew up with cassettes, and I've been waiting for them to make a comeback. And finally, apparently, they are. This is great news. Uh, in the first six months of this year, 36,000 tapes have been bought. Isn't that good? And apparently, Billie Eilish, she's a big supporter of tapes. She releases all her album on, on cassette tape. Even though she was born in the year 2001, therefore was not old enough, really, to remember tapes. She's she's big, and I'm, I'm a massive fan of that. Because I'm, I'm a massive fan of a tape. If you don't know what a tape is, which is possibly a fair few people listening right now who are quite confused, before there was streaming, there was CDs, and before, before there were CDs, there were tapes. Tapes are little plastic boxes about the size, maybe, I don't know, a sixth of an A4 piece of paper, something like that. Not that big. They've got two reels of like magnetic tape in. That's what the music would be on. You'd put them in a tape player, it would have two little holes in the middle that would where the tape was the t- tape player would write like wind the tape forward and that's how somehow i don't really know how that's how the music would come out and they were a bit rubbish because obviously because they were mechanical and filled with quite a delicate tape they were prone to breaking quite a lot sometimes you'd get someone especially when you're young and you don't really know what they are you'd pull all the tape out and kind of totally spoil a cassette or they'd get stuck or the tape player would jam. All that stuff is making a comeback, and I'm so happy. It would be really crackly as well. High-quality cassettes were not. And also, this is the best bit. They had two sides. A double-sided cassette, right? So you could have your songs on the first half of your tape. Maybe that would be half an hour, something like that. But then you'd run out of space. So what do you do? You can flip it over and pay, play the second half, which will have the second half of the album on. Honestly, they're, they're so terrible, cassettes, that they might actually be a bit good. And it's been, it's been many years since I've listened to my nursery rhymes on a cassette player. Um, sometimes cars, cars used to have cassette players before they had CDs. And I'm, I'm just really excited. I need to go out and buy a new tape player so I can listen to, to all my children's nursery rhyme tapes again. Because they're back. Cassettes are making a comeback. It's the new hipster thing. Never mind getting a record player. It is all about the tape players now. You could record onto them as well. This Maybe this will come back. What people used to do. This isn't even something I did. I was too young for this. Back in the day, if they wanted a song, instead of buying it in the shop, they'd put the radio on and wait till it came on like the chart show and they'd just press record on that. They'd record the radio on a tape player And then they'd have a tape of all their favourite songs. (gasps) Oh my god, mixtapes can come back. People can make actual mix, literal mixtapes. Maybe as a present for Valentine's Day or something like that. That was a whole plot of Friends. There was a whole plot line in Friends about Chandler. He didn't know what to get Monica for Valentine's Day. And so he just looked in the back of his cupboard and what did he find? A cassette tape. And that, that wouldn't have made any sense to a lot of people. But now, it will again. And obviously the joke was that the cassette tape was one that someone else had made for him in the past and they had their voice all over it. But 
this is this is all things that can now happen once again due to the return of the cassette tape. Could can make a mixtape and record your voice all over it and be like, oh, happy Valentine's Day and totally ruin all the songs. I hadn't even considered when I started talking about this, I hadn't even considered all of the possibilities that now existed because cassettes are making a comeback. And the more I think about it, the more excited I am, the more I feel like I need to buy a tape player again. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited about technology since I tried VR the other, like this was like months ago. Since I tried VR, never been as excited as the comeback of, of old school cassette tapes. Please make this a thing. I beg you, go out, buy some tapes and put them in your tape player. Don't get the tape stuck. Make sure you turn it over. I really want this to be a thing. I beg you. Thank you very much. Go buy tapes. This song is not released on tape as far as I'm aware, but it really should be. It's Lennon Stella and Kissing Other People. Lennon Stella, that was Kissing Other People on Wizard Radio. It's Alec Feldman here. Have you heard about this guy today? I first read about this last night, but now it's been picked up by the actual news. Who was in prison serving a life sentence and then I think had some kind of medical incident. I don't know what it was, but basically he died very briefly and came back to life. But now, because he died, he thinks that he served his life sentence and now should be released from jail. Let's see, what was he what was he in jail for? Oh, that that's a nice one. Um he, he bludgeoned a man to death in nineteen ninety six. Isn't that nice but anyway this guy um he's 66 years old and four years ago his heart stopped boom dead no more except he was revived and they brought him back to life and they took him back to prison after he was released from hospital but he's thinking now he was serving a life sentence i.e until he died therefore does that not mean that um, since he did die, that is the end of his life sentence? And you've got to admire the logic. I mean, it does make sense. He took it as far as court. He filed a claim. Um, he said he was resuscitated against his will and his brief death meant his life sentence had ended. It went as far as the, this was America. So it went as far as the state's court of appeal which I think is probably quite a high up court. But um, it it did say, actually, no, you can't do this. You still have to be in prison. Your life sentence isn't over. You're not dead until you've been declared dead by a medical examiner. And that usually only happens once um, you have actually died permanently. But you've got to admire the guy because that's genius. I mean, don't, don't admire him for bludgeoning a man to death. That's terrible. And, you know, it's a, it's a good thing he's in prison for life. But if you're that smart, if you're smart enough to go, hang on a minute, if I died, does that mean my life sentence doesn't count? It's almost so stupid that it's genius. And I can't help but slightly admire the guy for that. And it got me thinking, what he's doing there is actually being quite lawyery because he's trying to get out of something on a technicality because that's all it is. But it's a genius one. And so that's what I would like to talk about getting out of things on a technicality. Have you ever done it? I'm sure you have. When you're like arguing with a mate or when you're supposed to be doing something that you don't want to do and you're just like, ah, well, actually, 
you said I had to do the washing up when I finished my dinner, but I haven't actually finished my dinner because there's still two peas on my plate. That kind of thing. Is it something you've ever done? Uh, send me a message now. Get your phone out. Text 07807-183-538 or um, send us an email if you like emails. Station at wizardradio.co.uk. Slide into the DMs on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. Have you ever tried to get out of something on a technicality? You don't want to do it. You're just like, ah, gotcha. Actually, I don't have to do this because X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z is just some really, really technical, tiny point that obviously is never going to work, except when it does. That's what I would like to know. Like this guy who tried to get out of his life sentence in jail because technically he very briefly died and then came back to life. We'll do some more of those in a bit. First, though. I'm going to play you that Niall Horan song. You know the one. The nice to meet you one. The one where he speaks French. And I thought, you know what? Let's take a look back at Niall Horan's life, at his career. Let's just take stock and see what he's been up to. I've done a 60-second guide. It is all verified. It's all researched. And I hope you'll appreciate what I found out. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60-second guide. Niall Horan used to be a member of the Vamps, having been put together with his fellow bandmates on the last series of The X Factor that anyone cared about. His audition song was Memory, which is from the soundtrack to the Cats musical. Sharon Osbourne described it as really, really great. And Simon Cowell said it was phenomenal, though you didn't have to wear the costume. He got through to the next round where he was put together with his future bandmates and told to ditch the cat outfit. He still has it at the back of a cupboard, though. He wears it at the weekend. Since leaving the band, Niall is the one who's stayed out of the headlines the most. He hasn't been struck by personal tragedy. He hasn't had a starring role in the film Dunkirk. He hasn't had a child with Cheryl Cole either. Niall's just been Niall, volunteering in his local library at the weekend, taking evening classes to learn French, and his new French skills are actually something he shows off in his new song. He aims to eventually move to France and release an entire album in French. And that's Niall Horan in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays, 3 till 5. Doja Cat and Bottom Chick. Shit. On Wizard Radio, before that, Niall Horan, nice to meet you. It's Alec Feldman here. 5 o'clock is when Miles Mikulski is on. Someone's knocking at your door is coming up as well. First, though, we are discussing getting out of things on a technicality after that that bloke, the convicted criminal, the guy that bludgeoned someone to death. I feel like that's the bit that kind of gets left out when you hear about this story the most, because everyone's like, oh, isn't that funny? They don't mention that he bludgeoned someone to death, so i just like to bring that fact to your attention. After he, he died very briefly and tried to use that as a justification for being let out of jail, even though he had a life sentence, going, well, that was my life, I died. That's the end of the life sentence, which is clever. And so I wanted to know when you've got out of things or tried to get out of things on a technicality. Um, who have we got? We've got Ali. Ali sent a message to 07807-183-538. My situation is actually really annoying. Last month, I got given a detention for being late to school too often. And I accidentally got the wrong day for the detention. It was meant to be on a Wednesday. I went the Tuesday instead. I sat after school for half an hour waiting for the detention to start. And then I realised what had happened and went home. Technically, I had already served my one hour detention. Um, but they made me sit on the detention on the Wednesday as well, even though I technically stayed behind school for an hour in detention. Yeah, I think that's, again, a very, very compelling argument that you'd done the detention just at a time of your choosing 
at a convenient time that suited you. Although it was an accident, but still. Did you not think that generally detentions would be supervised, perhaps? Because they wouldn't just have a load of, like, naughty kids running riot in a classroom. Equally, did you not think that there might be other people at the detention as well? Why did you stay... Why did you stay for an hour on the Tuesday when you got there on the wrong day? I don't quite understand. Was there not a part of you that thought, hmm, maybe I should double-check this one because no teachers are here to supervise and no one else is in this detention. So unless this is a very special detention just for me, I might have got the wrong day. Did that not occur to you? necessarily i mean fair enough i guess if you had already done the the full hour then i think it's mean of them to make you do it again but i suppose if someone sits a detention but nobody is there to witness it did they really sit the detention at all who knows i'll leave that for you to think about josh sent a message as well I got in trouble a couple of weeks ago because I did the wrong piece of homework in science. These are all school related. I feel like school is the perfect place to try out a getting out of something on the technicality argument. Just did the wrong homework for science. We got set to answer the questions on page 75 of our science book. My page, favorite page is always page 26. I answered the questions on page 74 instead. No particular reason why I like that page. Uh, so yeah, he did the question on 75. No, he did the question on 74. He was supposed to do the question on 75. It's the same topic. And the homework was set as answer the biology textbook questions, which I did. Just the wrong questions. Unfortunately, my teacher didn't quite agree with my reasoning. So if, if your teacher didn't put that you were supposed to do the ones on page 75, and you did the ones on page 74, do they really have a leg to stand on? I I don't know. I suppose that's how it is at school, isn't it? Whenever I hear about how things work at school, I think, how did I ever accept that? To be fair, I was very boring and well-behaved at school, but just the general idea that they 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 tell you off and punish you for really trivial things. They don't really care about what actually happened. They just care about what they think happened and punishing you for it. And they just kind of control aspects of your life that they should have no control over, like your hairstyle. And they kind of think, how do people, why do people just accept this? That's something you kind of forget about when you leave school. But yeah, that's quite harsh and unfair that you were punished for doing the work, just the wrong work. You should have got out of that one on a technicality, 100%. Isa has sent a message. In French, we were given a class test where we had to translate an English text. Ah, classic French activity. Most people did the common sense thing and translated the text from English to French. Me, however... I translated it to Pig Latin because, well, I hate French. I did point out to the teacher when she gave me detention that the, <laughs> that the piece of paper said, translate this text from English and didn't clearly state that we had to translate it to French. But I still got the detention. Oh, Isa, I bet, I bet your teachers find you well annoying. I mean, it's very clever, but I bet, and very funny, but I bet they find you just such an irritant. Like, oh, for God's sake, she translated her, her French homework into Latin again. That's that's actually quite funny. I like that you know what pig Latin is, and that's something you're taught at school. I assume I, I'm not really sure what pig Latin is and how it differs to regular Latin or cow Latin or sheep Latin, but I like that you translated from English to pig Latin for your French homework. 
purely because your teacher didn't specify what language to translate it into. Again, a proper technicality that, which you know, I'm I'm full of admiration, but also, I think your teachers must find you really annoying. But that's that's fine because it's funny. Laura says this morning my mom was screaming at me because it was 1 p.m. and I was still in bed. I think I was still in bed at 1 p.m. to be fair. She was yelling at me to get out of bed. So I took my bed sheets to the sofa and slept on the sofa. She then started to get mad at me, telling me to get up. And I did tell her that she told me to get out of bed and I was out of bed. I was on the sofa now. My logic and her logic didn't match, unfortunately. No, it never tends to, does it? It's always the way. Like, again, with the, the man that bludgeoned someone to death, his logic that he died and therefore his life sentence was over did not match up with the logic of the appeals court which said he was very much still alive get back in jail yeah why do parents scream at you to get out of bed that's never really been a thing for me they just kind of leave me be and i think that's fine because what's it what's it to them whether you're out of bed at 1 p.m or not laura that's what i want to know oh, you have my full support on that one and i think your technicality was was correct both in a literal and um the opposite of literal sense both literally and in the spirit of things. I think you're right there. But those are good. You all sound like you're really annoying human beings, but in the best possible way. I like those messages a lot. So thank you very much for them. Still to come, I believe our mystery guest is still waiting outside my door. So we'd better let him in. We'll do that next on Wizard Radio. After a new song by Harvey, it's called Million Ways. Someone's knocking at the door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Settle down, settle down, because it's time for someone's knocking at your door. Radio's best front door-based quiz show, and possibly the only one that exists. I'm Alec Feldman, I am the host of Someone's Knocking at Your Door, and I, most importantly, am the owner of the door that is being knocked at. The door is to my house, you are all guests in my house, just, just imagine that you are. And there's another guest who wants to come into the house. But unfortunately, they can't unless all of you correctly guess their identity. And if you do that, then they can come into the party. But if you can't, that clearly means that none of you know who they are. They're just a gate crasher and they should not be allowed to this party. That's how the rules work. I'm sorry, but that's just how it goes. Your name's not on the list. You're not coming in. The list in this in this case is just the list of guesses that you've sent in because we gave you some clues. Basically, we've established the following. It's a man that's knocking at the door this week. A very specific man because they're famous. They're famous enough that you here at the party in my house will know who they are, even if you've never met them before. They're famous because they're a British music artist. So that's what we've established. And now we'll have a look at the guesses and see if anyone here at the party, it's a great party, I think uh, there's Fox's party rings and crisps. What more can you want? I'm a great host. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Let's see if any of you lot have guessed who they are this week. Jake is up first. Is it James Blunt knocking at the door? I know that might sound quite random, but I feel like it's the sort of random artist you'd choose because everyone else will be saying really famous current artists, but it's very Alec to choose James Blunt to be knocking at your door. I like what's started to happen with this game now, which is instead of people guessing based on the clues, people are just trying to play me 
and be like, if I was Alec, who would I choose for this game that's kind of a bit stupid and nobody would get? So I, I really like that thought process, Jake. It's not James Blunt this week. Maybe it could be in future, but for the time being, um, no. It is the kind of person I choose, but not today. It's not James Blunt knocking at the door. Sorry about that. Um, if he was knocking at the door, I, I don't think I would have invited him, to be honest. He would have been a gatecrasher, but maybe we would have let him in. But only if he promises not to sing. Amy has got a guess in as well on someone's on your door. Um, is your guest this week an avid French fan? You are obsessed with Niall Horan's latest single. So is Niall Horan knocking on your door to come and teach you French? I hope it is. I really love Niall Horan at the moment. Ah, a good guess. And yeah, you've clearly been listening quite a bit because... I am a bit obsessed with Niall Horan's new single and the fact that he speaks French in it. But is it Niall Horan? No, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it is not the most. Um, I was going to say boring, but I don't think he is boring in like a bad way. The most wholesome member of One Direction. It's not Niall Horan, unfortunately. I'd like to have him round maybe one day. Not today though. Evan says, <laughs> "Is Bob Geldof knocking on your door?" To invite you to join the lineup of the next Band Aid. <laughs> Brilliant. Also, says Evan, before anyone says Bob Geldof isn't a musician, he is. He was in the Boomtown Rats. He's very famous and is British. He is very famous and British, except for tax purposes, when I think he lives in the Cayman Islands or something. Um, is it Bob Geldof? No, no, it doesn't look like Bob Geldof. I haven't got my invite for the next Band Aid single yet, uh, unfortunately. I think we're about five years off one, though. I think the next the next time we do a Band-Aid will be what? Band-Aid? Is it Band-Aid 40? 50? 40. And that would be in 2024. But I have a feeling there might not be a Band-Aid 40 because I think everyone's a bit done with it now. The whole like, oh, poor Africa. We must, we must help them thing. It's a bit not okay. So I don't think there will be another Band-Aid. But if there is, I really hope I do get an invite and I can show up with like my headphones obviously not wearing the headphones I'll just have them like over one ear like one one hand over one headphone singing into the mic yeah I, I could do band-aid piece of cake but nobody's invited me yet so not this time Bob Geldof not knocking at the door Benny has been on as per usual this is his favourite game possibly I'm just making that up but he always entered enters I know that James guessed it was the guy from 911 so I want to guess a couple of the boy band related things. Okay, go for it, Benny. Is your guest this week Paul from S Club 7? I don't know his surname. No, it's not Paul from S Club 7. I think his surname is Catamole. That rings a bell. Is he the one that tried to sell his Brit Award on eBay? I think that is the one. Um, it's not Paul from S Club 7. It's not Aston Merigold from JLS either. And it's not Anthony Costa from Blue. I know that's three guesses, but I think you should let me win if any of them are correct, is what Benny says. Shockingly, even though you've had three times the number of chances as everyone else who's entered this game, none of those are correct, shockingly. Um, no. I kind of miss JLS. They were good. I, I don't want them to come back. I feel like they were very much of their time, but JLS were good back in the day. Um, <laughs> Gabriel says... Is Elton John knocking at your door? He's a very famous British male music artist and he's everywhere at the moment promoting his new book. Oh, you're right, he is. I've seen him on TV so much recently, I wouldn't be surprised if he was on your show to be interviewed for his new book. 
That's a good idea, actually. James, are you there, James? Can we get an interview with Elton John? Is that something that can be organised? Um, if we do, it won't be on your show. Sorry. Oh. Sorry about that. I thought I'd be first in line. Nope. Well, uh, no, it's not Elton John knocking at the door. But yeah, I think they've serialised a bit of his book in the Daily Mail as well. So that must be nice for him. I, I hope people are buying it. I wouldn't encourage you to buy it unless he comes on our show. And then I will encourage you to buy it. But until that day... Um, I wouldn't and he's not on the show today that isn't today because he's not knocking at the door we do have one correct guest this week uh, it's all to play for when I say all I mean it's not to play for at all because there is no prize but if you guess correctly you can have my respect forevermore um, the correct guess is as follows I only want to guess guess this because he was mentioned earlier on in the show no we already established he's not the guy from 911 Oh, wait, no, that's not who's guest. Sorry. He's a man. Yes, he is. That is the clue we've given. A specific, very famous music artist who's British. Yes, this is. you're stating things that we've all established already. But if it is him, I may add that he's not very famous. He's famous. I don't think I'd call him very famous. This message has come from Mikey, by the way. If your name is Mikey, you might have just got the correct answer and won. Someone's looking at you all this week. The correct answer, Jonas Blue is knocking at the door. So well done, Mikey. I never said he was very famous. That was all James's words. I just said famous enough that you would have heard of him. So I hope you didn't hear that. But let's bring him in then. Come on in, Jonas. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the party. Um, I hope you're not feeling too... <laughs> I hope you're not feeling too blue today. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, my gosh. I've just looked at the clock, sorry. Um, it's nearly the end of the show. I've got to go soon. Oh, Jonas, mate, I'm really sorry. We haven't got time to have a chat to you on the radio. But thanks for coming anyway. Have some crisps. And I've got to go now. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Mars Mikulski's up next. We're going to finish with Coldplay. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun.